Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hello. our coronavirus special episode. We're we on seven now. Uh, yep. Thanks. But you know, we're stuck indoors, so make ammo, reload, do podcasting. Yeah. I uh, oh, I was I was up late last night, so I I still couldn't sleep in, even though I like really wanted to. I was out of bed before eight o'clock in the reloading room before nine. And before I knew it, it was like, I come upstairs for lunch. Right. And it was four o'clock. <laughs> oh, okay. Got some shit done. Right on. Were you, uh, were you tiger kinging last night? I watched that episode last night. As soon as oh, it came so out. did I. The second, <laughs> the second it was brought to my attention, I watched it. Little did, I mean, you know, it was cool and all, but. I want a season two. I want like, uh, I want a documentary crew, like still following them around, still following the, uh, cause there's, there's going to be some follow to some of these people's, you know, as a result of their decisions. Mm-hmm. Like a, where are they now thing? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what they did last night, actually. Ian. Mm. They did a, where are they now? So I liked it. They, I think they, they must've just mailed iPhones to a bunch of people and yep. ran those like earbud things, the expensive ones for iPhones. That's that earpods, earpods yeah. and things. Yeah. And then that's what, that was how they did the videos. They must've gave them the phones afterwards. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I spent the day, um, finishing up nine mil. And then I case gates it all. What did I put away today? I put away 1,680 rounds of 124 grain, quote unquote, practice ammo. And uh, just puttered, puttered in the basement, getting some, getting some stuff cleaned up, moved around. I'm trying to, now I have a whole new uh, incentive to clean up the basement because I've got to make room for my RC uh, workshop now where I will tune all my vehicles. So what are you guys, what's been going on since last time? Thursday? We did Thursday. Yeah. I will go to Ian. Ian, what have you been doing since last time you were slumming it with us? I've been uh, crazy busy, uh, despite not actually going to my actual work. <laughs> I've been uh, kicking off the so-called bucket list for the, uh, the Doomstead here. Uh, everything from building buildings to repairing old ones, uh, I know just going out, it's actually hunting season right now for us. Uh, we have a spring bear hunt and uh, cougar season still. So, and they uh, didn't delay it. No, it's just, you're, I, I literally back onto crown land and there's no, uh, there's no restrictions on hunting at all. So just, you know, yeah. armed hikes every morning. I can uh, walk around Walmart. Sorry, man, but I got a rant. It's gold button time. I can walk around Walmart with the rest of the Walmartians coughing each other's faces, but I can't go fishing on time. I can't stand on a riverbank by myself in the province of New Brunswick on the opening day, but I can hop on an airplane and fly to Vancouver. I can go to Walmart. I can go to the grocery store where all the HIV is. Tim Horton's employees are, are selling coffee through a window, but I can't, I can't go hunting on time or go fishing on time. Stupid. Yep. Stupid. It's pissing me off. The inc- it's not, it's not the measures. It's the inconsistency. Either mm-hmm. shut her all down or get the fuck out of my life. Cause this is some bullshit that doesn't make any goddamn sense. And I'm, Fucking over it. I can fly to Vancouver, but I can't go fish. Can't can you fly, fly to Vancouver? Yeah. He just has to stay too. He has two weeks that he has to quarantine himself. If he yeah, fly. if you go anywhere. 
Well, I mean, if, if there's any flights. I can't drive across the bridge to Quebec to get some cigars, but I can fly <laughs> somewhere. That one's funny. <laughs> and right? that's, a, that's assuming the flights are still going. Like, I don't know how many flights out of Fredericton or whatever the nearest town is to you there would be, but there can't be that many going for a day, I would imagine. No, but if I want to get on one. You can. I can. Yeah. I, it's amazing what they don't consider, you know, essential businesses. Yet when my daughter's working almost every day at Tim Hortons right now as an essential worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I have coffee at home. There's nothing essential about Tim Hortons. And the best part is people are actually tailgating in Tim Hortons, which uh, makes you giggle. So every time I drop her off there, there's there's literally people, somebody who's got the tailgate down, there's four or five people on lawn chairs, you know, roughly two meters apart, all hanging out in the parking lot. I'm like, how is this remotely cool? But In Ontario yesterday, or I'm sorry, I can't say when, but in Ontario very recently, a dad was rollerblading with his kids in an empty parking lot, not a park, and they were given an $800 plus fine. Yeah, I saw that one. That was a, that that that's not going to hold up in court because they closed down their rec centers. But this is like a parking open, lot. What's that, Adriel? Are the courts even open? Is it even going to get heard in court? I mean, yes, I yeah. would not pay it. I will say, yeah. give me my day in court. But I mean, mm-hmm. like for eight hundred bucks, to, hell yeah. Yeah, okay, but so mm-hmm. the whole thing is more stupidity. We only want essential services open. We're giving out tickets to a dad and his kids who live together for rollerblading in an empty parking lot. And now he's got to go to court for this. That's not essential. He shouldn't have to go into the courtroom for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is the whole thing just reeks. The lack of consistency is driving me nuts. And what's going to happen? People are going to snap. People are not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to stand for it. There's going to be social disobedience and we'll end up getting hit with a second wave because mm-hmm. the lack of inconsistency is pissing people off and they're going to just say F- it and do what they want. Or they'll give an excuse to clamp down harder. I mean, that's just going to, it'll be like in the old, that everybody will vote for that emergencies act, right? Two Ugh. weeks ago, the, the, the media couldn't stop clamoring about when are you going to enact the emergency measures act. Now that the provinces have enacted their own versions of the emergency measures act and people are getting fined for doing harmless things. Now the media is complaining that people are getting fined for harmless things. Can't have it both ways. No, but they, they just they change with the with the wind. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we want emergency measures. How could you find a dad and his kid? What's the matter with you? You asked for it. Now you get it. Especially like, uh, yeah, that seems like a a good way to get exercise in an empty parking lot. Like rollerblading around an empty parking lot it seems pretty safe. Seems with no one else there. Yeah, and even yeah. if there was a car on the other side of the parking lot. Like, come on. No, there was man. nobody in the parking lot except for him and his kids. Right. Yeah. So can yeah. we have and the bylaw officer? That's it. And the bylaw officer. Yeah. Those bylaw officers are uh, toy cops uh, with a, a bit of a, a bit too much power right now. And some of them don't know how to wield it. They need to, they need to take a step back, calm down, calm their tits, use some well, common sense. I wonder how he got within six feet or didn't get within six feet while handing out the ticket too. Like, right. So we went for a walk last night, the wife and I, and we went down around the bridge. We went towards the bridge, passed it, looped underneath it. Now I say the bridge, I'm referring to the bridge between the town of Camelton and Cross Point, Quebec. And then the uh, First Nations Reserve is right off the bridge on the left when you cross. And they're severely impacted by this bridge closer because they do 90% of their shopping on this side. Banking, right? Stuff like that. We're a border town. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, there's inconsistency in what they're being let across for and what they're not. One of them will be allowed to go to the bank. The next one's father won't be like. So anyway, um, the bridge is being manned sometimes with RCMP and sometimes with um, public service for the province of New Brunswick. Public safety, sorry. Public safety officers. So they and then a lot of DNR looking type uniforms. Anyway. We walk down around where the bridge is, or we walk towards the bridge, and when we loop underneath, we go by, we can see where they're stopping people going onto the bridge, but you can't see where they're stopping people coming off the bridge. So not unless you really walk around and get underneath the bridge. So that's what we did. And um, moral of the story is you get down there and all the public safety um, employees are just hanging out well within six feet of each other. So the people who are enforcing the bylaws don't follow the bylaws because it's very difficult for you to social distance when you're at work. Just like it's difficult for the people who go to work every day at Tim Hortons that are standing behind the counter making coffee and handing it out the window to social distance. But yet you want families who live together to not rollerblade in an empty parking lot. This inconsistency is just starting to really get under my skin in a bad, bad way. Well, it's from the top down too. We just saw our glorious leader there uh, cross provincial boundaries, go to the cottage and to spend time with his family, which I guess was all three things that were not necessary to do. Yep. 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 I don't know. Yep. Biggest hypocrite in the country. Yep. Hey, Trevor, uh, speaking yeah, of inconsistencies, man. could you switch your mic to your uh, headset mic? I think we're getting your laptop. It sounds all right, but your mic's better. Sorry, man. That's all right. It's first time. Oh, you know why? Because I plugged it in after the computer was on. <laughs> Sounds all right, but it could be better. I got some mags. I got some mag. I got something Did from New they Brunswick. Get in the mail? Ba, 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 ba. Mags Wee. and mags and mags and mags. Wee. And I reloaded some ammo too. So now I got, I got ones with red tips. I got ones with gray tips. Got both. I got through to the CFC in five minutes. What? what? <laughs> yeah, Were you trying to do a transfer? It. Yep. Do a new transfer? Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, I was actually completely like caught flat-footed. I was like, oh, geez, I got to get my, my headphones on and everything else. I get my, <laughs> my reference number here. I was afraid to have time to pull out everything, like all the information. I was scrambling to get the email up and everything else. And I was like, sorry to keep you waiting. She's like, yeah, no problem. That's fine. And they're not even that busy. She said, I was like, you're still doing transfers, right? She's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Just no licenses. So, huh? yeah, I got a uh, Glock 41 on the way. So we'll see. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think that. All right. Uh, so that means I can initiate some transfers because there's um, one, two, two restricteds I've been paid for that uh, people are waiting on the transfers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give a shot. I mean, it might vary by province, but I mean, of course, I haven't heard anything since I gave the guy the reference number. So I don't know. It is in Ontario. So we'll see how long that takes. But I don't know. I've heard that they've been running quite a long time for transfers. So, oh, yeah. Well, Kelly, what did it four take weeks? before things even? Took three and a half weeks for me. One day here in Alberta. Yeah, I know. It's, it's one or two days in BC usually, too. Yeah. So 24 business hours. What else I got up to? Up to ah, three-way brass. All ready to go. Nice. All processed. Actually, Ian, some of this 6.5 Creedmoor is your brass. 
they oh. emailed me. Mm-hmm. There you go. Thank you very much. No worries, I, buddy. I uh, I sent some off to Trevor as well, but it was much later, and it's got to go much further. So I don't know when it'll show mm-hmm. up. But the dog sled will get it here, buddy. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of brass, actually, I normally go you know range scrounging and you know for my own purposes and to try and resell some on CGN or whatever, and never had any luck selling nine or two two three on CGN because it's just so much of it out there. But all of a sudden now in the last week, it's like uh, my range is closed, of course, so now I can't scrounge more. And uh, people are just like, I'll take whatever you have. Really? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people yeah. stuck stuck at home and with nothing to do. And now yeah. it's like, like, I don't reload. But it's like, I got all this brass and components and I got oh, I nothing should, but time now. So I should be selling off mountains of 223. Like I've literally got five-gallon buckets of it. Like Scrooge McDuck and the coins in 223. I could be selling that. Yep. I mean, think about it. It's just like, uh, like going to the bottle depot, you know, if you, if people are willing to scrounge on the side of the road and pick up bottles for five, 10 cents a pop and you can sell two to three brass for 10 cents a pop. It's worth your time. Kind of. Well, what I'll do is, um, because yeah, I also have time is I will, um, spray it all, move it all and put it through my six fifty in the, um, undersized die and sell it as, and then I'll clean it. My stainless steel tumbler. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. clean it. I'll sell it as resized and cleaned. You just got to trim it and go to town. Yeah. I sold some uh, 308, same idea. It was all prepped, ready to use, trimmed to 2.005 and steel tumbled and everything else. And then, uh, but the 223 once fired, I just tumbled it and that was it. And it went. So, um, and I think I had some guy grab a couple hundred nine for the first time. I don't know how long. And mm-hmm. uh, he paid me three cents a pop, which isn't great, but it's, it's just sitting there otherwise. And I got, thousands so anyway. mm. how clean is it clean enough went through the steel tumbler so mm. i mean i didn't pop out the primer first but i mean that's kind of their job if they want to do that so i think so too yeah hey, do i gotta open the um hmm? open up our, our group chat you want to see clean check that out and then maybe you can share it uh yeah i can I think I can. One second. I believe you just go okay, share go screen and you just pick that thing there. You like Kawamo. And then you can see. Oh, yeah. That's pretty sparkly. One of the guys from Patriot was actually Ooh. trying using turtle wax afterwards to try and maintain the shine because instead of oxida- or oxidizing right away, like mm-hmm. I know after a few days it starts to get a little darker. I guess he was saying you throw a little tiny bit of turtle wax in it, it keeps that shine for like ever. Um, yeah, you could Dylan sells a, a wax that you actually put into your, uh, meat, your dry media yeah. and it does make a noticeable difference on the brass for sure. Yeah. But, um, stainless steel media, the boys, the boys I shoot Ipsic with from Nova Scotia, um, are dicks and they're saying I, I broke the pins. Um, I always get pins in my flash holes. And out of 290 cases, 10 of them had pins in the flash holes. I know because I, I, when I clean the brass in my stainless steel tumbler with the stainless steel media pins, I do it without primers because I resize the brass first and then I clean it in the stainless steel tumbler to wash the lube off and then get the primer pockets really clean. And so I put them all in trays afterwards so that they can dry drip dry basically with the water going towards the neck and not towards the primer pocket running out of the case, not in the case. And um, then I visually inspect the primer pockets and sure enough, there was 10, two pins per flash hole. 
What so, I did, what I was doing is I ran it through the dehydrator uh, to dry out the brass, and then I just take it in that tumbler one last time, like I got one of those gray uh, Frankfurt Arsenal tumblers. Yep. And just run it through that afterwards. After it's completely dry, then they'll just tumble. They'll fall out. These are wedged in too tight. I don't know if it's mm. the size of my media, but dry or not, I've got to get in there with a punch and push them through the flash hole. But I still like to do what you're suggesting or what you do because there could be a water droplet inside one of the cases that's holding a pin in there, right? So when they're completely dry, I will do that tumble thing too, but I've got to inspect the flash holes because they just dry or wet. They don't follow it on their own. Yeah, I've run into that yet. But keep them busy. Otherwise, I mean, uh, yeah, I've been selling hatching eggs like no tomorrow because everybody wants to get into chickens now. Um, people aren't going to Costco, so we're selling out of the eating eggs as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no shortage of work around the farm to do, right? Um, no, exactly. uh, if anything, you're going to get busier because yeah. you're, you're ramping up production for the, for neighbors as well. Yeah, and the neighbors have all like got standing orders and you know that saves them from having to leave the house for a little bit of stuff and better eggs for it, cheaper too. So mm-hmm. it's all good. Uh, I've had a couple guys uh, pop by that normally aren't on Island, but are kind of brought their significant others back home to ride out the storm here type of thing. So uh, that was kind of good, but uh, maintaining good social distancing, but uh, just like myself, they're somehow immune to COVID-19 based on their, what they do for a living. So I don't know how that works, but hmm. anyway, um, yeah, that's what it, the other thing is uh, just been doing a lot of uh, tree cutting around here because of uh, stuff hanging on power lines and everything else. So, yeah, no shortage of wood for next year. So, cool. Yeah. Who else? Adriel, you do anything other than uh, a little bit more reloading? A uh, bit of reloading. I didn't actually make it out to the range. They, uh, I think they thought twice of it and, and decided they'd get approval first because who wants a million dollar fine or whatever the fines they are for going to hand out if you don't comply. So, they're checking in with the government about uh, allowing people to come in on a, on an appointment basis. Uh, that's it. I made 50-ish rounds of 6.5 grade more. I'm going to make uh, a couple hundred 308. I don't know if I'm going to make the 308 to like M1 Grand spec so I can run it through my 308 Grand or if I'll just make it and just have it around. Mm. I'll um, probably just make it and have it around. Cool. I've got some 168 and I got some 150, a whole bunch of 150. The 150 okay. is fine. I can run that in the in the Garand. Yeah, with 44 yeah. grain. What are you using for Varget? Uh I I just got leftovers and I'm not buying any extra powder, so I'm gonna find whatever load works okay. for uh ball uh, 308. Uh so grand there. If you like, Adriel, I've got the latest edition of the Hornady manual, and I can take pictures of the um, service condition or service rifle data and the specific M1 Garand data. And you'll see Hod- the- Hodgson has a service rifle loading for 308. I'm pretty sure. I saw. Yeah. I was on there the other day, and I saw one. What were you going to say? Uh, exact same as you, uh, the, hot, the uh, Hornady manual I have, but uh, they have a separate section, like you were saying. But uh, if I'm using 7.62 brass, it's usually about 41 grains of IMR 48.95, and then uh, bumped up a couple grains for 308 brass. But I use 150 uh, camp, or, uh, Hornady's, just full metal jacket. And it works great in everything that's old, or yeah. like even the Nork uh, M14s or whatever. And I uh, actually have the receiver for a uh, grand, but I haven't built one yet. You said 41? Because I think I've got 40, 48.95. Yeah, 
that's what I'm using. There's two 4895s. There's IMR 4895 and H4895. Yeah, and I'm using the IMR. IMR for myself as well. Yep. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll make some of that up. Yeah, Hodgdon's website has 308 Winchester and 308 Winchester service rifle. And the service rifle, I wonder what they say for 4895. Uh 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 42.6 to 45.3, but 41 will run just fine in it. Seems a little hot, but we'll uh, I'll take I'll take a look at the book and let you know. Yeah. Uh <sighs> yeah. Nothing else myself. Kelly? Mm. Not much since Thursday. I bought a gun. Uh, I bought a 1022. My dad's retiring, or he retired this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, a bunch of the kids went in on a 1022 because he doesn't have one and he wanted one. So, uh, yeah, so I contacted SFRC, went down and got them to uh, give me the rifle on Saturday. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of like, I'll leave it in, tell me when you're going to get her and I'll leave it in the minnow bin. <laughs> they have a minnow bin set beside the delivery door. So, so I was texting uh, Marcy and I said, I'm, I'm here. She goes, okay, uh, I'll go and put it in the minnow bin. So she left it in there. So I didn't actually see them, um, but everything was, was closed up and that. So uh, we, um, yeah, so I got it. Went over to my dad's place yesterday, but he was still sleeping because he was working midnights. Left it in his uh, in his uh, living room with a little card, a little card that said, um, "You know, happy retirement and here's your gun," kind of thing from all the kids. And that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Very awesome. Yeah. So you said you said you had thirty five years. 55. Did you say uh, 35? Oh. My dad? 55. So he's with the, um, he was with the forces first, and then he moved, he retired from the forces, and then he moved over to corrections. So, yeah. So I, him and my brother both work at the same institution that I work at. So it was nice. I was able to see him when I went into work, and now I'll be able to see him. So. That's crazy that so many of your family are able to work at the same place. Yeah. Job. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways. We're all thinking it, and I'm the only one that's asshole enough to say it. So, I mean, it's, I'm all no. I um, It was kind of weird. I actually didn't want to go. And, uh, I got asked to go over to that institution. And at first, I'm going, no, I don't want to go. By the inmates? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, by the staff. And I said, no, I don't really want to go. And then I thought about it. Yeah, you know what? I'll go. And then, but it's been pretty cool having both of them there. So, yeah, that's about it. What do you guys want to do for a main topic? Ian? Ian's Uh, here. I go to bags, you said? Yeah, man. Well, I'm thinking like... Here's the approach I'd like to take, and um, anybody have a different approach, uh, let, let us know. What are, like, five, five absolute must-have items in your bug-up bag? If you don't have these five items in your bug-up bag, you suck. Oh, lists are always so, so much pressure. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, don't bug out. 
how's that? We just start with that one. No, no, uh, that's a, in, ensconcing is a different episode. Yeah, no, no. I was gonna say unless unless you're actually gonna be worse off by staying, I think you know a lot of these guys that like to talk about bug out bags. They don't seem to realize that when you have all your toys and all your supplies at home, you're really better off staying at home. Unless the place is on fire or there's like a horde of angry zombies knocking down your door or whatever. But um, and it's also tough to to stay with the five top five because it's seasonal, right? I mean, you gotta think in the middle of winter, like in which case I'd want a parka. Oh, there you go. You just gave yourself two lists. Yeah. So, <laughs> but if it's the middle of summer, like I'd be more concerned with like. Hold on a second, Ian. Adriel, I figured out why my um, my mic's not working very well. <laughs> How do you even hear us right now? <laughs> Coming through the laptop uh, speakers, the audio quality must be garbage. Well. You, you didn't notice the difference? Oh, man, like I got what a toque you, on. I got a toque on with my ear, my, my, oh, wow, you know. Hair, yeah. hmm. Kelly was making fun the other night of saying she was the one, the Alice in the group that can't get the audio or whatever. Nope. No, no, that's me. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Everything switched over automatically. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Ian. It's I'm just good. being, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I was uh, to say you should have talked to her. Talk to Rogers more often. They usually give you the, uh, the the Rogers questions. Make sure you turn it off back on. Is it plugged in? You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Screw Rogers. Um, anyway. Also, another suggestion that we could discuss is a get home bag. Something that you keep in your truck in case you're like, you know, something happens and uh, there's civil unrest and you got to take the long way around the city and you need to have you know more than your usual just I'm driving home from Tim Horton stuff with you. Yeah, so I mean, uh, we we can definitely go with those two. Uh, um, so I guess both are going to depend. On where are you? Like, how far are you from work? Uh, are you walking distance? Are you driving distance? And how are you going to get where you want to go? Like, if either you're mugging out or getting home, are you taking a bike, walking, taking a vehicle? Because that can also depend on how much stuff you carry too, right? If all of a sudden it's super weight critical because you're walking, you know, you're not going to want to carry a an AR fifteen, well, sixteen bags, right? Well, if you're walking, what you're going to do is you're going to if you're driving, you're going to bring as much as you can. And then if you actually need to ditch, you're going to ditch stuff so that you can carry it because you're going to be walking at that point. So it's yeah. all dependent on what's going on. I It's kind of like Red Dawn, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember what the <laughs> nice, first thing they nice did? Analogy. Not, Especially yeah. not, not the recent the one. one. <laughs> we yeah. never discussed the recent one, no. just like we don't discuss the prequels in Star Wars. No, exactly. So, I mean, the, the scooping of the ammo into the shopping cart, I totally agree yeah. with. However, <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess item one, if if you have to have a must-have, it's seasonally appropriate clothing. So no matter right. which way you're going, either going home or get or leaving home, you want to have preferably a wool toque, like some sort of like rainproof slash weatherproof parka, and a good set of work gloves slash insulated work gloves because whether you're changing a tire on the on the car, sleeping overnight in the car, having to walk, you know, trudge your way home through the snow, you don't want to get hypothermia or like just even be in a really uncomfortable, shitty state of mind. Yeah. So clothing. I mean, so even if it's just a pair of underwear and socks because your uh, your bug out bag uh, is planned around going to the local Motel Six. I mean, which is a thing, right? <laughs> Um, so I'd say that's, that's a must have is the clothing. Um, uh, if you're using a vehicle, I'd say a jerry can or two of gas ready to go. And I modeled that after the idea of the Fort McMurray fires, because what mm. happened with those guys is they all blasted off out of town, got 20 miles down the highway and stopped because they're out of gas. Because well, and, and stayed parked for eight hours on a highway. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, while well, the fire is encroaching too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they, uh, A, didn't have time to stop at the gas station and those that did cleaned it out in what half an hour. And then, then the roads were clogged because by the time you stopped for gas and didn't line up, now you're with everybody that's trying to go out of town. So if you don't have mm-hmm. first mover advantage with any bug out situation, you're going to get stuck in the crowd and you're probably going to end up like idling till you run out of gas in a traffic jam because people drive like a-holes and, and they're going to get stuck in traffic, right? Because it's going to be an accident. Um, so yeah, I would say a jerry can or two of gas just to save that hassle. Cash, uh, no matter the situation, if you're getting home or leaving home, um, cash is king because whether you have to like pay somebody for that food Gas, item that whatever. you need, whatever, you know, when the power is out and people, even if like society is completely falling apart, zombies are attacking, people still think cash is worth something for at least a few days. Okay. So right now what we're seeing is a lot of people refusing to take cash, which is weird, right? Yeah, that's just because yeah. they're germaphobes right now. But well, I, yeah. And that's, that's the media too. Like, I mean, there's, there's a big push for cashless societies. And I think there, if you want to put on your tinfoil for a second, I think that's part of the problem. Is right. they're they're trying to portray money is dirty. Um, money because, is dirty. It's full well, of poop and cocaine. Well, the problem is though is that if you make everything digital, you can tax the living f out of it a lot easier. Yeah. So, and now that I'm, you know, that's right. not my, my that's my main concern with with making it all digital currency is that there's no garage sales, there's no you know bartering, trading, or whatever. It's all why not? I pay for stuff with EMT all the time. It doesn't get taxed. If I want to buy something from you right now, I'll send you an EMT. There's no tax there. Uh, there's a fee, but there's all, they can also start charging capital gains down the road. No fee in my accounts. Huh? Well, most have most EMTs are dollar fifty per transaction. Well, you doing the government wrong. were to yeah. audit your bank yeah. account? Yeah, that's a different you story. You may need to account ha- for all those little transactions. Oh yeah, there, dude. It yeah. happened to somebody we know. His business got audited, and then they went through his personal bank accounts, and like he he would sell somebody a gun privately and they taxed him on it he's like i don't sell guns as a business this is my personal property doesn't matter so it's, you're right adriel can happen and you're also right ian they would love for us to go digital yeah because it's an unreported track. income they can tax it and they can right. track it they can track every expenditure we make right now our cash canadian cash anyways it has is plastic we can right. wash it too it's great anyways, yeah. most, I used, like i used a 20 today we're good. It's called it's laundering like your cash. Technologically advanced it's money there is. It. And so I guess the last thing would be the, uh, let's see here. We talked about clothing, cash, yes. jerry can. And uh, so that's be one or two items left. Two. Yeah. If Ooh. you have a female partner, you need to put some stuff in there for her. Specific stuff for her. Yeah, I get that. But that's more of a, just like medications or anything else. You have to like tailor it around the person. Right? Yeah. Cash. Uh, I would say, honestly, okay, so depending on where you're going and what you're doing, um, some sort of a multi-tool, because I'm going to cheat there, because either it's going to be a light-my-fire knife with an automatic fire flint in there, although I disagree with with flint and steel myself, uh, when you can get big lighters at the dollar store for so cheap, but uh, some sort of means of self-defense slash multi-tool slash, you know, multi-purpose item like that. Um, And then other than that, I'd say a little bit of food and water, because... Uh, if you're my not multi-tool. Stopping, there you go. If you're not stopping for gas, you're not stopping for snacks. So I would say some sort of food for at least uh, a day or two, depending on what your, the plan is. And like I said, if, bars. I bought them for my bag the other day. They're white chocolate macadamia nut. Good stuff. Not, ke- not keto. <laughs> well, macadamia nut's keto. 
<laughs> actually, my academia nuts are actually almost like a net calorie sink. They actually, they're awesome. They, uh, yeah, they're, they gotta, they're the, yeah, they're the high, super high in fat. Yeah. Super high in fat and fiber and then, uh, almost no sugar. So it's actually amazing. So, and no carbs. Yeah. I eat a lot of macadamia nuts. But yeah, the Costco sells them by the bag full too. So white say- chocolate though, that 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 grosses me out. White chocolate shouldn't even doesn't even deserve the name chocolate. <laughs> well, it's, it, if you think of it as cocoa fat or cocoa butter fat, maybe. Oh, that's well, it. then maybe it's better it for me than I thought. If you actually went cocoa butter fat out of a bag, it's almost like white chocolate, and that's very keto. But. Anyway, Interesting. moving along. Uh, so yeah, food and water. Uh, because like I said, if you're not able to, like if you're just bla- blazing down the highway and you are like four hours from anywhere, okay, yeah, you'd want to have these snacks for a couple days to make to make sure. So that's uh, take care of the top five right there. Dude, one bar, 41 grams of carbs. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, yeah. that's good like, for th- almost three days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like triple the amount of carbs I get per day now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bit of a problem. But you know, at that point, like just like we, I think we talked about before, is if you're do going on survival food, you're not doing keto. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. What? Uh, okay. I don't know, I don't know either. <laughs> okay. So this is oh. your top five. Okay. Okay, so the next place is like honestly, I think before people start collecting up their bug out bag with uh, you know putting together their their uh, plate carriers and and uh, mag pouches and everything else, they got to think about where they're going. Uh, because if you're blazing down to the Motel Six, because that's your plan in case of a forest fire, or earthquake, or whatever, and you you know the owner and he's already got a room set aside for you, that's fantastic. You won't need the plate carrier to walk down the road with. But if you're going through the middle of Compton, maybe that's a plan. I don't know. Like it just depends on uh, what kind of things you're traversing. As far as territory, didn't say duct tape. I did not say duct tape, but, but flattened duct tape goes pretty much anywhere, like glove compartments, back pockets. You want to explain flattened duct tape? Well, you can either take it off the roll and wrap it around your water bottle, or you can just uh, I take out the cardboard middle if you can get away with that with a little knife, kind of cut it in half a few times, and then just take it out and then squish it flat. You'll get a, it doesn't take up as much space, and uh, you can certainly hold a lot of it. There's lots of ways to store duct tape. But uh, there's nothing it can't do. Now, um, what do you recommend for water? Um, do you recommend a filter straw, like a life straw, or purification tablets? Tablets or take both? time. Tablets take time and taste like garbage, and they don't actually filter anything. They just they just sanitize it. Mm-hmm. Um, life straw is only good for I think a thousand gallons, and it's like almost like single use. You can't backwash it. Um, to clean out the, the gunk that's in there. So the dirtier the water, the less gallons you get out of it. Mm. Um, go with the Sawyer Mini because you can backwash it. It's good for 100,000 gallons, It's and you can use it about six different ways, including in line with your plate carrier if you have the uh, the uh, hydration pack, or you can do it IV style with a, a two-liter bottle and a, and a tube. You can do it uh, just with the squeeze bottle they provide with you. And it's called a Sawyer? Sawyer Mini. There's, a, there's the Mini and there's a regular size one. The uh, uh, the regular size one flows a bit better, but it is bigger. Yeah. It's it's about. Can we get a link for that? Post it yeah. in the show notes. Yeah, Amazon.ca will be your first to bet in Canada, but down in the states, Walmart, uh, twenty bucks maybe. Mountain Equipment um, Co-op. Uh, yeah. REI, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
And uh, but there's a Sawyer Micro. Do not get that one. It's nowhere near as good. Uh, but the Sawyer Mini. This book actually recommends the N95 mask. <laughs> N95 is a nationally mm-hmm. recognized rating given to indicate that the mass filters airborne particles that are 0.3 microns or larger in size. N95 masks are made of a, of a made by a variety of manufacturers. Hmm. There you go. You need to have an N95 mask in your bugle bag. Mm-hmm. Not just for pandemics, but also think of it if you have an earthquake or anything like that, there's going to be a lot of dust around. Mm-hmm. Um, fires for ash. Uh, there's, yeah. there's, you know, no We're calling it a dust mask in here, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There's so a lot of reasons. Sorry, man. So your mini is $41 on Amazon.ca. Done. Canadian, Canadian dollar mm-hmm. sucks. I know. I think I got my last one for like 25 in Canada. It was crazy. But, uh, say if you, if you are like, if you're in New Brunswick and you can cross border shop or in Kingston, um, yeah, I'd, I'd zip across to Walmart. Well, not right now. Obviously you can't, but. <laughs> If you get a chance, once the border reopens, go for it. All right. Yeah, it doesn't take that long for me to go down to um, go down to Walmart, Fort Drum, but not during a pandemic. I'm not no, unfortunately not. No. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, any cool. questions from our listeners? Let's give them a second here to chime in, and uh, I'll read them off to Ian. Well, you're looking for that. Ian, what type of um, – because if you're bringing food and you've got it back, what do you want to bring for a uh, fire source? Honestly, I would skip – if you're bugging out and you're on the move, do you really want to sit around for 25 minutes cooking stuff? So I would go with the pre-made, like Trevor's idea. Uh, get the pre-made snacks, uh, stuff that you're willing to eat cold in the can if you really want to carry the heavy stuff. Okay. There's, there's, yeah, Datrex rations or Datrex. I don't know what you call them, but uh, the wheat, kind of the wheat rations they use on board ships. Uh, oh, like Adriel has right in his hand there. Might want yeah. to show that on the screen again if you can. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's all sorts of ways to do it. Like those those come in cookie form, and they are horrible. Like, yeah, they're like, they're energy <laughs> dense. Yeah, compressed hamster shavings, as somebody called it, I think, once before. But uh, yeah, no, it it's it's there. It's going to keep you alive. Will you be mm-hmm. happy about it? No, but you'll. We'll you got bigger hungry. things to worry. They're about. not that yeah. bad. No. Yeah. But honestly, uh, everything that that's pre-sealed and, and keeps for a good while, you can change it out twice a year with the uh, cliff bars there. You're, they're not going to last more than a year with the heat, ex- heat extremes you have in your car, right? So if you have the uh, the bag of cliff bars sitting in your car, you're not going to want to leave them there for more than a year. No. Ch- change them out. Um, yeah, but I, w- I would, wouldn't bother if you're actually in, a, in some sort of a panicky hurry. Nothing that needs cooking. No. Uh, get home bag, same idea. Do you really want to sit there and dither and start a fire and let everybody know where you are? Uh, if you just want to get home and it might only be an eight hour hike or something to get there. I just honestly keep it simple because I don't know. Uh, you guys are pretty good about fitness, especially you Kelly. I know that. So, but I mean like the average person that has a bug out bag is not going to sit there and have a 40 pound pack, do a 50 K hike where they've never done it for the last five years. Yeah, that's true. The less stuff you have on board, the better. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably. Uh, I would imagine most people's bug out bags are way too heavy. Oh, because they have all sorts of weird stuff in there that's that's like really super heavy. And if they actually took that thing for a hike, they would be dying in like ten k. Honestly, like I do that five k hike up in the in the sticks behind my house every day, and there's a steep terrain and everything else. I throw in a hunting rifle; it makes a difference. Mm. And mm-hmm. 
and even with a, like a TK T3 light that I'm mm-hmm. carrying around, mm-hmm. uh, or this, or heaven forbid, the you stag, get tired so. of carrying that fast, man. Yeah, and so like, can you imagine like an extra 25 pounds of stuff on your back under stress, and you're you're having to like you know. Uh, carry along your kids or you know coach them along and you know you're trying to like probably not and not in proper footwear and anything else so no, yeah there's, kids there's, are a liability you got to be light on your feet you got to travel alone well i figure as long as i can outrun them the bear will get them <laughs> first right so that's right i can make more <laughs> true story <laughs> well there are no questions okay so i, put, I posted the link for that um a lot of you. purification on the cool thread. Yeah, I'll pop it into the show notes there. Hey. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on, Ian. Hey, no worries, man. Yeah. You yeah. guys got anything else for him before we wrap it up? No. No, nice I think light. so. Awesome. So we're going to try again. Today's Monday. Try again on? Maybe. Well, Thursday for sure. Yeah. If yep. we do something before then, we'll let you all know. Yep. Yep. Cool. cool. All right. Actually, actually, before we go, I just got a quick shameless plug here. Yep. Uh, next Sunday, we're talking uh, basically lockdown cuisine on uh, Canadian Pepper Podcast. So Sunday Ooh. at 9 p.m. Eastern, basically what we've come up with during our little lockdown as far as uh, pandemic-specific cuisine with what we have on board in, in the house. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I look forward to hearing that. Now, I did another um, huge run. Uh, Christina has allergy shots. And that's the like the only thing that's been taking us out of the house. And the allergy shot happens at the doctor's office. The doctor's office is upstairs from the grocery store. So two birds, one stone. She's getting the allergy shot. I'm getting the groceries. She gave me the food card <laughs> and a list. I may have like got three of everything that was on the list. Like it was a $730 order of groceries. Um, which for some people may be their normal run. But for us, we were like pretty much just $75 a week. We would go and get stuff as we needed. Right. So that was the, it was probably the largest order that we've ever, uh, ever done since we were married. I was just telling them how you were foolish enough to give me your, oh. uh, your MasterCard and leave me alone unsupervised. Still haven't given it back. <laughs> I haven't given it back. Apparently Woo-hoo, online shopping. Here we come. <laughs> and as long as oh. stuff, there's a lot of stuff you normally eat. Who cares, right? Like you just. Oh, that's it, Ian. Uh, I didn't. We didn't do anything. We just got more of what we normally get, right? So, like, I yeah. haven't gone off keto. I ate one pizza. I confess, I was I was having a down day, and I was like, "Screw this quarantine stuff. I need comfort food." And I ordered a pizza, and it tasted so good. But having not eaten anything like that for, in some cases, over a year, my guts, in some ways, I'm still paying for it. Like. But it was good. Oh, man, it was good. <laughs> Before we go, there was one question about what's a good radio to have? Uh, if they just mean for like an AM, FM, just so you can listen to news updates type of thing. Okay. Honestly, there's no brand name. I, I grabbed a simple one off Amazon, I think it was, or it was an eBay for like six or seven bucks. And they all work the same. I mean, even my work uh, headset that I use around the acreage here has AM, FM on it. I mean, just something that uses a single or maybe two AA batteries, the common battery type. Uh, what if we want something for communication with a partner, like some kind of like uh, two-way communication? UV5R, uh, only because, yes, you technically need a hand license to go on the hand bands, but it also does the, uh, what they call the FRS and GMS, GMRS bands. Yeah. Uh, those Midland radios that they say they're good for 25K, they're not, uh, like one no. or two tops. So something like a UV5R that you can actually just stick to the bands that you're legal to transmit on, 
um, be fantastic. Might be 35, 40 bucks a piece. I can certainly hook people up with that if they, they That's want. That's the Baofeng radio, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I got one of those. Matthew gave me one of those. I haven't a clue how to work it. I can send you a couple of frequency ones. You can manually tune in the, uh, the legal frequencies for you to use. Nice. Please do. It's sitting downstairs. He used to be able to listen to RCMP on it. And apparently, somebody came over who was an ambulance driver, an EMT, and he's like, uh, you can get on the local EMS channel. I'm like, what are you talking about? He And he had his radio, and he grabbed my radio, and he put in some buttons, and, and sure enough. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's perfectly legal to listen. You just can't transmit on those bands, right? So, yeah. mm-hmm. Interesting. Right, so, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, the other thing is the UV5R does do FM as well. So as long as you don't mind skipping AM, you can kind of kill tubers with one stone, have the communication with your friends, and listen on FM radio. As long as you got an FM station that transmits when the power is out, which most of them do for at least a while. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Any other questions? Nope. No, I, don't I think, think so. that's it. All right. Awesome. You're awesome, Ian. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks. See you guys. See right. you guys possibly before Thursday, if not Thursday.